We have officially entered the postseason as Wildcard Weekend has just wrapped up, and we look forward to the divisional matchups, championship matchups, and of course the big game, the Super Bowl. I, Tito Gavin, am joined by guest Alex Berg to talk about the rest of the NFL postseason. All right, Berg. So let's start with the first wildcard game, Bengals versus Raiders. So what do you think about the Bengals moving on? What? Um, the first half certainly showed that their offense is legit. It kind of proved any doubters wrong. Um, they drove down the field with ease almost. Yeah. Um, ran into some bumps in the red zone, of course. Um, but that game easily could have been over before halftime had it not been for... I would say the Bengals or the Raiders pass rush. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, it certainly seemed that they had their way in the first half, and then the second half certainly slowed down. Yes, yeah. slowed down a lot. Maybe the weather played a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, the Bengals probably were the better team and definitely deserved to move on, even with the weird whistle blow that could have overturned a touchdown. Um, I would say that the better team moved on in the end, and I think that the Bengals have a little bit legitimate shot at going to the AFC Championship or even the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. I think we'll get back to that whistle, the whole whistle thing in a bit, in a minute. But, like, yeah, I agree. I think watching the game at halftime and realizing that the game was not out of hand, you know? I mean, the Bengals, it was their half in the first half, you know, Bengals... Joe Burrow was just going up and down the field, the whole team. It was like Bengals, and then second half, yeah, you're right, the pass rush. Max Crosby really was the big guy for them in the Raiders' defense. That front seven really was just the Max Crosby show. He really was the key player, and, you know, it would have been nice to see Derek Carr, you know, get a win. I don't know. I just have, like, something with Derek Carr. You know, I just, like, I like to see him win, but, um, you know, it, yeah, you're right. The better team moved on. They played better, and... I agree, you know, that, you know, Max Crosby was the big star on defense. He helped the Raiders stay in it, but at the end of the day, the better team did win. But then I want to know what you think about that whistle blow. Well, it's kind of hard to say. Um, Not being, like, not being able to watch the game from the right angle and not being able to listen to the whistle, like, at the in time with the perfect camera angle, it's a little hard to tell, but it seems a little weird that he found his wide receiver wide open in the back of the end zone with his mm-hmm. QB on the sideline. Um, I find that a little hard to believe, so I would maybe lean on the side of the Raiders just because of how wide open he was. That doesn't right. make a whole lot of sense to me in my mind. Um, I think that they would have had no reason to stop playing uh unless they heard the whistle of Mm -hmm, course yeah um but at the end of the day i mean i think that you know you gotta kind of keep playing there yeah um maybe the refs did the right thing but certainly the whistle blow was not needed right it wasn't there was nothing to call so i think it was a bit strange Mm -hmm. but i would almost lean on the side of no touchdown and replay the downs. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, you know. I watched, like, when I was watching it, I heard the whistle, and then I was like, what happened? Like, the play's dead. Like, that's what happened in my mind. And then Tyler Boyd at first, it didn't even seem like 
he knew what was going on because he kind of stood there for a sec after catching it and then they celebrated and yeah I think you know maybe this is the back of the end zone the very back I doubt he'd be that wide open it almost seemed like yeah the Raiders heard that and almost stopped I think it was it was a weird play I know the fishing crew they're not gonna be officiating any games for the rest of the postseason but like that's like a mistake you can't let happen you can't like have them the wild card game first playoff game and like especially because the Raiders lost by a by a touchdown by seven points and like I mean the Bengals were in field goal range if so if really if you replayed the down they didn't get it goes to fourth they could kick it then they'd win like 22 22 to 19 but the, the game would have been much more competitive and I think it had a big effect I mean you get the touchdown on this controversial play, and then you win by a touchdown. So right. yeah, it was definitely weird. I I'm in favor. You replay the down because you know I think that's what it says in the official NFL rules. You replay the down. Um. So, I mean, yeah, it was just a weird play. I think for everyone on the field, and I don't think it really should have counted. They should have just replayed the down and kept going with the game. So then we'll move on to the. Only other competitive wild card game this week, 49ers Cowboys. What did you think about that game? All right. Well, I would almost say that it was a good thing for the 49ers that they got out to a fast start. Um, right. We know. Let's see. In the I know when I watched the Patriots Bills game, um, the commentators and some of like fans and comments and stuff were saying. Mac Jones needs to get off to a hot start um, so that he doesn't have to play from behind. Right. And I think exactly what the 49ers needed to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I wouldn't say that he does a great job when all he has to do is throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs the whole playbook open to him, and he needs the run game open to him right. so that he doesn't have to play from behind. Um, yeah. I think that that was probably the biggest reason that the 49ers won that game. And then certainly their defense shutting down uh, historic Cowboys offense, even though they were up and down at times. Um, there's no denying that Kellen Moore and the Cowboys offense have done a really good job this year. Yeah, especially with the fight they had. You know, they were down in the fourth and it was a close game. or Well, it wasn't close in the fourth and then they really closed the gap make it 23-17, you know, and that up until the last drive, that's when the game was really all of a sudden like, oh, the Cowboys might come back. The Cowboys might. But, like, yeah, going to Jimmy G, he's, I think he's average, you know, he's like, he's a systematic quarterback. He plays in a really great system Kyle Shanahan has created. I think it's, you know, a very good run game, and that's where the passing game comes off with your PA bootlegs, and you're just like, you can take your deep shots. You have George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and then Debo Samuel, who's really come on this year. I mean, the way they use Debo Samuel is just really creative. You know, you set, you can send him deep, and then you can also send, oh, excuse me, you can send him on a screen, and then you can also just hand the ball off to him, and he'll run it in. You know, so you can't really. It's hard to as a defense to game plan for him because they'll just use him in like they can use him in so many different ways to get him the ball, and I mean. That's really what happened. I, he had a touchdown, you know, they got a rushing touchdown. I mean, you know, when you sit back, play from behind, that's when you have to throw and you have to go deep. And that's where Jimmy G, I don't think, 
and the 49ers, that's where they struggle. I don't think they could play from behind and, like, get that fast touchdown. And because, you know, that's their offense. That's That was their offense when they made it to the Super Bowl. It was just a really good run game. And, you know, that's where their offense stems from. And moving over to the last part of that game, what do you think about the whole referee with the ball and Dak with the QB sneak? What did you think about all that? Well, once again, admitting my sources from the internet, of course, but um, the way many people see it is that the ref has to touch the ball. Yeah. The ref has to put the ball at the spot. Um, so props to the Cowboys for getting set up. Um, but at the end of the day, the ref has to do his job, and he can't let that play happen until then. And then there's like a couple seconds there where it's like, why didn't they snap the ball? Um, where it seemed like the ref was out of the way and uh, Dak was under center. Um, so I was a little confused as to how they didn't end up getting a playoff. But with so little time, not even sure that everybody knows the, pl- the play. It's hard to tell what would have happened after that. Um, but then going to the play before it, um, the QB draw with 15 seconds left, let's say. Yeah, so it's like 19, 50, something like that, under 20. I understand that the 49ers are probably in, I don't know, I'll call it cover six. Every, a lot of DPs are on the field, not a heavy pass rush. Linebackers are either not on the field or have dropped into coverage. Um, yeah. Makes sense to run the ball, but you have no timeouts, Right. The field's wide open, but how are you going to get another playoff? So that was a little confusing. He got into reasonable range to throw the ball into the end zone, but I think the ref did the right thing there. Um, He can't let that play happen. Right. You know, I watched that play, and it was almost like you clicked the wrong button in Madden, and you you pressed the wrong play. Like, a QB draw with 15 seconds, like you said, 15 seconds left around that, you don't do that you're like you know i mean it makes sense you run the ball but you do that if you have a timeout and you have like you you know this play work i mean they got like 20 yards but no timeout so like it did them no good because yeah you know you have your dbs they're playing provide you know they're deep and some of them are just standing on the sidelines so you don't you can't get out of bounds you have to play in the field i mean great job to dak you know athletic play ran i mean it was like he had a good play but at the end of the day, rules are rules, and the ref has to touch the ball. I mean, I don't know what's so confusing, why there's such a controversy. I mean, it's like the ref had to basically run through the line and muscle his way in just so he can touch the ball and set it. Like, if I'm them, I'm just stand. I mean, like, get set, but like, also just, like, stand up, just wait. You have to just get let the ref run. Like, he has to get there. And then some, I saw someone, like, why wasn't the ref already down there? Well, because... Dak ran for 25 yards, so the ref was 25 yards back where the play was before, you know? So, like, you got to, like, wait, you know? You got to let the ref do his job. You're doing your job. You're playing football. The ref has to do his job and officiate and, like, make sure everything goes how it's supposed to, you know? So I think it was the right call, you know? Like, that game ends, you know? Clock ran out. Ref didn't touch it, you know? Like, he didn't touch it till it was too late. I mean, that's... That's, that, that's how it works, you know? That was like, they got set and they waited, and then, then the ref tried to find the ball and put it down again. I think yeah. 
you know, that was just like, that's like a controversy I don't really see needs to be a controversy. I don't really get that. So. Yeah, and then for the Cowboys line, I mean, I'll defend them a little bit. Mm. They they got caught up in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. You yeah. see their, your quarterback up there, right? Get on the ball. Let's let's go. Let's go. Yeah. If totally forget about the ref, of course. Yeah. And then just yes, to squeeze his way through like he's you know in the school hallway trying yeah. to get through to his class and bumps into everybody and wide receivers aren't set or whatnot and they don't get a playoff and just like that um, season over yeah yeah you know and we'll just go rapid fire through these last few games because nothing really intense these were all just some blowouts but like i want to start talk about the chiefs game real fast i mean they have fit like patrick mahomes and the chiefs in that first quarter was just like they were shut down you know yeah and then tj watt gets the touchdown off the fumble and then all of a sudden it was just like Let's start trying, and then the Chiefs just start running up the score. I mean, so how do what do you think about that? Watching that game, just that quick snap. Well, it shows how twitchy I'll call them. The Chiefs' offense can be; they can turn it on and turn it off, not at their choosing, but with their playmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, on the other hand, it shows that they're not perfect. They they might not. Right. quite be the same team that they might have been last year or the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, but it just shows how fun of a team they can be to watch. Mm-hmm. And then props to the Steelers for hanging in them for a quarter when the, most people th- thought that, you know, the game was over before it started. Right, you know, yeah, Chiefs. I mean, excuse me, Steelers played a really great first half. And I really thought, oh, this might be an upset. And, you know... Like you said, Chiefs fall so I'm like, okay, and then start scoring. But, yeah, the Steelers, they hung in there, you know. When it was, like, 42-14, you know, they were still trying, you know. Props to Big Bad being such a leader. And, I mean, he's had a great career, you know. And it's almost tough to see him retire. or Well, he's not officially retired, but it's kind of common knowledge. This will be his – that was his last game, and, you know. It's kind of sad to see him lose in that fashion. But right. then they, you know – Chiefs are on the other side of the field, and they wanna they wanna move on. They don't want their season to be over, but yeah, you know that was definitely an interesting game. And then, you know, real quick, Buffalo Patriots thirty point win. Buffalo got off to a hot start. Defense played great, you know. Yeah, and the turning point in that first quarter was really the Mac Jones interception in the end zone. Um, yeah, he let that ball hang up there a little too long and. I think it was Jordan Poyer, maybe, um, uh, makes a really good play on the ball. Yeah, I think it was Micah Hyde, the free safety. Okay. But, yeah, you know, both Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, they've been having – that's the greatest – they're such a great safety do. I think that might be the best in the league, those two. But, yeah, I mean, he did – Nelson Aguilar was running that fade, you know, and it was open, but that ball, like you said, was hung in just a little too long. And then Micah Hyde made just a great play. And I think that's what – yeah, that just, like, set – the Patriots off, like, kind of offbeat, if that makes sense. And then you play from behind, and it's hard to play from behind with the yeah. Buffalo, who's, like, two-headed monster, you know? They can, like, kill you on defense with, like, their great secondary without Trevavious play, which is even more impressive. And then Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are just going to go and just, like, run up the score if they want to. And, yeah, Josh Allen played incredible. Mm-hmm. And then Buccaneers, Eagles... 
Buccaneers win. That just, I don't really know how likely it was Eagles had a chance. I mean, great game for the Bucs. And then Rams-Cardinals. I don't know if that was just me, but I thought that'd be a really close game. And from the start, it was just Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, and Odell just really, like, took the game. Yeah, that was a letdown. Um, yeah. Similar to how the divisional matchup, Bucks patriots or not Bucks patriots Patriots-Bills uh, was a letdown. So was the other divisional matchup, uh, right. Rams-Cardinals. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't one that was super fun to watch. The right. Cardinals offense was really bad. Yeah, you know they're out with they're without D Hop, and he's really an impact player. That's someone you want to have in a big game like that. You know, defense played great. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, defense is great, and they made some big plays. And then Cooper Cup, who's been lighting it up all season, him and Stafford, really for connecting, you know, some big plays. Cam Akers got in there, which is impressive after six months after his ACL tear. And then Odell, who had a really impressive few plays, you know, running those fade routes really well, getting in there for the touchdown. I think him and Stafford next season could be really good, you know, having a season or an off season to kind of get that chemistry up. That could be a really great offense next year. Their wide receiver corps could be. Quite yeah. good. Tyler Higby is very underrated. At yeah. yeah, and then they get Robert Woods back. So Rams could be even scarier next year. And then, of course, the injury to Buda Baker, you know, that you hate to see that. You know, he said that he's doing, he's doing better. You know, hopefully he's a speedy recovery for him. And then let's move on to the next round of the playoffs. We have titans Bengals. What do you think about that game? Well, I haven't heard anything on Derrick Henry, but I think that that's probably the factor. Um, without Derrick Henry, I really don't like the Titans' odds. Um, they've been up and down all year, losing to the Jets and one other, maybe it was the Texans. Um, you could say that they play down to the competition or they play up to the competition. Right. Um, I can't see them getting blown out. I think that they'll hang around. They're a stingy enough team, and Ryan Tannehill is a decent enough quarterback. Um, But without that run game, I don't like their chances. I would take the Bengals. Mm, I I think, you know, respect to the Titans for getting the one seed in the AFC with how many injuries they've had. You know, Julio, in the beginning of the season, everyone expected that to be like, amazing and then he struggled to stay on the field within because of injuries and derrick henry i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know if they officially confirmed he'd be on the field i mean i think there might be a chance but at that point he's also been out for so many weeks where i wonder if he's at 100 percent. i mean obviously it's derrick henry so his 80 percent is like even as good as like some guys 100 so you know if Derrick Henry, he is the factor, and he could be the reason the Titans win, or his absence could be the reason they lose. But, you know, I think just the amount of injuries they've had, you know, I think Bengals win. Then we'll move to the next, the other side of the bracket. We got Chiefs-Bills, a rematch from last year. Where, what do you think about this? Just based off the way that the Bills 
um, played uh, last Saturday, um, I would be inclined to pick them. Um, mm. Let's see. The Chiefs are the two seed, right? Yeah. So Arrowhead. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun game. Quarterback matchup, offensive matchup, but the edge definitely goes to the Bills defense, and I think that with the struggles that Patrick Mahomes has had this season, throwing the ball, his interception rate at the beginning of the season was quite bad, and then with Tyreek Hill's drops and yeah. um, the random assortment of their lack of wide receiver too, um, I think that the the Bills re- Bills defense is going to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field enough that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs can go to work. Dawson Knox should get in for a couple touchdowns. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, you know, Arrowhead earlier in the season, Bills won. I mean, it was a pretty dominant Bills game. I'm with you on the fact that the Bills' defense does definitely have the edge. And, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs, I think I'm going to take them in this game just because of that run in the season the Chiefs have had. I mean, after going to strength 4-4, and went on a crazy long win streak, you know. I think the Chiefs are kind of getting into finding themselves. They're getting in. They have their confidence. I mean, I I, I just, I don't want to bet against Mahomes and the, and, you know, the Chiefs. I think they're, they can, they can do it. I think they'll, they could take a win. I'm, the Bills have definitely had their, more of a struggle with keeping, winning games and like, keeping their lead, I think. The Chiefs are going to have a come-from-behind victory. I'm going to say it's like going to be 31-28 Chiefs right. win. Um, you know, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be exciting, and it could honestly go either way. You know, you could make a case for both teams winning. And, you know, I'm just going to give this late edge to the Chiefs just because they're at home. Arrowhead gets loud, and the Chiefs in the last part of the season definitely were the more were, uh, the more um, even, like, they got in their groove more. They're, like... A more complete team. Yeah, more complete with, like, who they are. And I think they can, they'll take the win. And two NFC matchups. You got rams Bucks, and then you got Packers-Niners. What do you think? Okay. I have to take the Packers. Um, I don't want to take the Packers, but there's absolutely no way that... The Packers lose this game, in my mind. Um, I think with Jair back, um, the Packers are getting Randall Cobb back, I believe. Maybe he wasn't gone. can't remember now. And somebody back in, from their O-line, it might be Bakhtiari. Uh, yeah, Bakhtiari's back. Um, they're healthy. They've had a week off. They're going to jump out very quickly at Lambeau. And Jimmy Tree is not going to be up to the task. Um, I I want to say that, you know, the 49ers have a chance with their run game. Um, the Packers' defense is ranked highly, but there's not too many stars on the defensive front. Um, so the run game obviously won them last year's matchup, mm-hmm. or maybe the years before. Um, but I'm not sure that that's going to happen again. Yeah, you know, as much as it pains me as a Bears fan to say the Packers are going to win, 
they're going to win. And, you know, with all my person, I want to say Packers lose, like, 50-0, to zero, but right. because the Bears fan in me. But, you know, the Packers are going to win. I mean, they got so many key guys coming back. I mean, they're, the 49ers, I, you could say, do have a chance when – Packers and Niners met in week three. It was twenty-eight to three, or not twenty-eight to three, twenty-eight to thirty. So it was pretty competitive. Obviously, Packers on top, but um, you know, Nick Bosa is questionable. He did practice today, which is good because you're gonna need him. And you know, if the Niners are gonna win, they're gonna need, they're gonna need to stop Aaron Rodgers early. You know, they're gonna need to assert themselves on defense, and they're gonna need to get off to a quick start. You know. They're going to right. need to establish their run game, their, get their PA bootlegs, and give the ball to their playmakers. George Kittle and Debo Samuel need to have, really, the game of their lives. If they're going to pull off this upset in Lambeau, you know, in the cold. And, you know, they did come off an exciting win in Dallas, and now they have a tough task trying to stop the Packers. But, yeah, I, I'll take the Packers. And Right, and along the same line, as a Bears fan, right, we we watch Aaron Rodgers dismantle our defense two times a year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, so, yeah, missing Nick Bosa would really hurt them. Um, uh, that pass rush needs to get after him, get after him early, and the Bears have almost never forced any turnovers. Um, the Niners' defense needs to force at right. least one turnover to uh, right this weekend. Um, or Jimmy G to have a chance. Right. If you want a chance, ideally you want that turnover on the first drive, you know, so they can just, like, say, like, here we are, we're, we're here to play, you know, and instill some confidence for, like, the Niners faithful and, like, their own team, you know. Right. But, yeah, I, that's a very low – I mean, they have a chance, obviously, but I don't think they have a big chance. And last game, we have Rams-Bucks, you know, Stafford-Brady, you know, Rams did pull off the win early in the season, but what do you right. say going into this? Um, I'm not mistaken that Rams game in L.A. and the Buccaneers were missing, like, half their secondary. Um, so can't take that one too much into consideration. But at the same time, I think that this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. I would imagine most people are picking the Buccaneers. Um but Matthew Stafford has been up and down, yet still efficient, even in his not-so-great days. But he definitely needs to have a good day, no interceptions for sure. And then the run, run game with Cam Akers, Sony, Sony Michelle, um, Daryl Henderson, maybe if he gets in, um, they need to be on point as well. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I'm going to pick the Rams because I do not wish to have a Packers-Bucks rematch oh, yeah. in a championship. Yeah, you know, I think Stafford has had up-and-down years, you know, but even on his down games, they still some they get they manage to, like, scrimp out of victory some, some, in some, some instances. You know, Vikings, he threw multiple interceptions, and they still managed to win. So, you know, McVay is, is a great coach, you know. I think he's been game planning for probably three weeks about this possible matchup. You know, I think Cup, Odell, Akers, and Stafford are going to need to have a great game. I do like 
the Rams defense more than the Bucks defense. So I I feel like the Bucks defense is missing some key players. I might be wrong, but I feel like they still be might be missing some. Um, you know, Brady, the whole A B situation, so he's gone and Chris Godwin is gone. So it's Mike Evans, Lenny, Leonard Fournette, and Gronk, which is still great offensive weapons for playoff Tom Brady. And I I'm split, you know, this game could go either way. But you know, I'm gonna go hot take, upset alert, Rams beat the Bucks, and you know, Tom Brady is knocked out of the playoffs, you know. And this is going to be a wild playoffs, you know. We have some really good matchups coming up. And then just from far out, what do you think the Super Bowl matchup will be? Okay, well, in my AFC championship, I have the Bengals and the Bills. In Buffalo, I'm going to take the Bills and then... Uh, Rams, Packers, in Green Bay, the the Beach Boys are going to lose. So uh, Packers, Bill is in the championship. So it's a matchup so many people wanted last year and then didn't get. Um, I think it's, it's time that the Packers move on from the NFC championship uh, losing streak. But uh, obviously they can't win the Super Bowl. Obviously. That would never happen. Obviously. Uh, so I'll take the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. All right. You know, I have Chiefs, Bengals going on to the AFC Championship, Arrowhead, Cold. I think Chiefs will get back to the big game. And then Rams-Packers, probably going to be the Packers. It's the Cold. It's Lambeau. Lambeau-Leap. We're going to see a few of those these next coming few games. And, you know, you got Chiefs-Packers. And like you said, Packers can't win the Super Bowl. They'll never win the Super Bowl. Ah, they'll never win. We can't do it. So, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is getting another ring. This was the NFL Postseason Podcast, joined by Alex Berg. This is Tito Gavin, signing off for Night Voices.